Well, hello, beautiful soul. This is Dr. Shamika Harris, and I'm back for part two. And we're back to explore the theme of transformation and how, for many of us, we have been moving through some major transformations and how this new moon on Sunday, I'm sorry, new moon Monday, July 17th in Cancer or Panavasu, which I discussed in a previous podcast, this represents an opportunity for us to rebirth ourselves. The importance of Parnavasu, I'll discuss in another podcast, but this one is for me to finish up transformation. And in this podcast, I want to explore, this is my agenda for myself, <laughs> um, talking about my own personal experience and a personal transformation um, I am concluding and lessons that I learned in this transformation. So in the last podcast episode, I concluded with a couple of questions. And one of those questions was um, about Arishkagal and how Arishkagal represents our shadow, shadow self. And I asked for us to consider when we went through a major transformation, when something um, traumatic happened in our life or challenging, what shadow aspects of ourselves emerged that were now present for us to explore and integrate? I also mentioned um, Nish Ninshubar, and Ninshubar was was Inanna's assistant. This is the person who went to Enlil and Nana, the two primary gods, to inform them that Inanna is in trouble and she needs your help, right? And Nana is actually Inanna's father. <laughs> and when Ninshubar goes to the two individuals who have the power to help her and their response is, we're not going to intervene in the matters of the underworld, Right. So I was, I was, I think I posed that as a question of who may have been an Enlil, um, Enlil or Nana in your life who had the power to help you, right? Um, and did not. I also uh, mentioned Enki and who was someone who did come forth as an Enki, someone who you were, you was not expecting to show up and, and they came and provided some type of insight or aid that you needed, right? I think I, well, yes, and I brought up Demuzi. <laughs> Demuzi in the story of Inanna, as I explored, was her um, consort. But Demuzi can also, if we're going to take the template of Inanna and apply it to other areas of our life, doesn't have to be a romantic consort. Demuzi can also represent just someone in your life. It can, uh, an individual who you may have... Um, you were present for them, right? This is someone who you loved and you thought that they would be there. And while you were in Lolabar, Lolabar is a term my sister-in-law uses to describe when someone is in a very low place. <laughs> so when you were in Lolabar, this person went on with life, babe. Okay. They moved on with life and they kept living, but they were supposed to have so much care and love for you. Right? So I want to talk about my own personal experience, <laughs> personal transformation that uh, I've concluded. And in this personal transformation, how I um, had to reintegrate some aspects of myself and heal some areas 
Although I am, I want to always make this clear. I want to make this abundantly clear. I am Dr. Shamika Harris. I know a great deal. I have had a lot of, a lot of personal experience, but please remember this about me first. I am a student always. I am a, I am a student in life. And for that reason, while I may know a lot, there is still a great deal I do not know. So in the event that I do not know something, I am going to let you know I don't know it. <laughs> I'm still learning. I have a lot under my belt, but I'm still open. Because the moment that I'm not learning is the moment I'm not going to be here anymore. That's just for me. So I just want to make that clear. So let's talk about personal transformation. And I'm going to give a real life example. Okay, beautiful souls. So for those who follow me on Instagram or TikTok, <laughs> I um, had to take a pause for the calls, right? So back in, wow, let's see. Um, I would say maybe October. Um, that's when this transformation heightened and took on a whole nother perspective. Um now that I am at the finish line, I could say that it, actually my spirits had kind of warned me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. So I'm not going to hold myself accountable for that. I'm, I'm going to take responsibility in some other areas that I will share. But in that one, it was not, you know how when you, um, it's uh, very much like the cliche, hindsight is always 2020, isn't she? Right. So it's not until you're, you're through a thing that you can kind of go back and be like, Oh my God, I wonder if this is what that meant. Right. So there were insights that I, I did, I did grasp and I interpreted correctly. And then there were some that I did not understand till later. And even now, as I stated that I'm at this finish line, I don't think I was supposed to. Yeah. Cause if, I had to go through this experience. So my experience um, of transformation is one where um, I experienced a, I think, yeah, I'm going to call it a betrayal. <laughs> I think that's what we want to call it. Uh, it was a major, it was a betrayal, a betrayal by uh, a person who I have had a great deal of respect for. Um, someone who... I, I respected this person. I had a, I just want to keep saying that I had a great deal of respect. <laughs> um, someone who, uh, I had a, have known for, um, at least a couple of years and has spent a great deal of time communicating with. And over time, um, something happened and, and all I want to say, um, what I can say right now is that sometimes, you know, sometimes some individuals will create, create chaos in your life because they have the solution to the, the chaos that they've created. Yeah. So that's just somewhat of the situation. I want to focus more on me, <laughs> right? So I want to show how this situation, uh, my own personal transformation is similar to Inanna because remember, if you did listen to the first podcast or the previous podcast, I explained how Inanna represents the ideal, I-D-A-L, woman in some aspect, right? So if we go back to the four faces of the feminine, 
consider, look at Inanna through this, through these eyes. If you're a woman who is a mother or a wife, consider yourself as you're the ideal wife, you're the ideal mother, and then something happens to you, right? So if you were the ideal wife, you, you went in, you played your part, and you did what you were supposed to do, and then your husband cheats. <laughs> you went in, you played your part, um, you was supportive of other people. And then you find out you cannot have children, right? Or, um, let's say you, you were a great mother. You were, you took the, all the steps, the necessary steps that you were supposed to take. Right. And then something happens to your child that was totally out of your hands. Right. Which is often the, the, the irony of life, right? Consider Inanna from that light. Consider Inanna from the light of the woman who's the lover and who has, um, she believes that she's met a person who is her equal, who's her soulmate, only to find out that, yeah, that's not what that person's intentions were, right? <laughs> that's not why they're here. Or because uh, a lover can also extend not just into romantic relationships, into the areas of friendship, Right. There is a friend that you have and, and you've been a friend to this person, right? But they did not show the same reciprocity. Let's take Inanna in the realm of the queen as that woman who's been the model employee. You have the education, you have the expertise, you know what you're doing and you're constantly denied. Or you're in some environments where, very similar to my situation, Someone, they can see your talent. They know that you're going to be great. And unknowingly to you, they kind of put some obstacles in your path to make sure that you don't attain that greatness or you're denied that promotion. We can move it into the area of the priestess where you have leaned on or you have um, sought guidance from someone and the guidance that they provided was really not to your benefit. It was it was really to theirs. And so they kind of maybe have, you know, guided you down a path that really, again, wasn't beneficial for you, it was more beneficial to them. I hope those examples are clear. I, I wanted to paint that to show how, again, how you, how we as women are liking Nana. We're showing up as the ideal, right? The ideal woman. We've done our part. But some other dark aspect <laughs> is, is, and I don't, let me, let me not use dark, some hidden shadow aspect, I like shadow better, of a person is present that you can't control because you can only control yourself, okay? So that's Bella that you hear in the background. <laughs> so for myself, that happened, right? And that situation was very... It, it, it led to some, it just brought forth a lot of, my, for myself, wounds. And the first wound that it, it brought forth and shadow for myself was how I have a mother wound. Yeah. And I was in a situation where I knew that this person who I had trusted, she couldn't help me. She knows I've, I've given her in great detail what I you know, what has happened. This person, you know, she she could, I, I know she has <laughs> the insight or the knowledge to to guide me. And yet she's not. 
And so a part of me was a bit frustrated about that. But then later on, I realized, well, of course, this person's not going to give you that insight because they've created this issue that you're now experiencing. In any case, I, when I, I had to acknowledge that feeling, I had to acknowledge the feeling that, um, of the, a mother wound that I have, that I had. And although my mother, my real mother, had transitioned in 2018, there was still a part of me that like we, we can heal from certain experiences. I apologize from starting and stopping. This is just how my mind works. We're going to flow with it. We can heal. We can move through certain experiences and then we can, we can sometimes re have new experiences that trigger old wounds that we didn't even know we had not healed. Right. And so that was what happened with me. And from that experience, um, and I had every reason to, I, I, I disconnected from this person. I established a boundary, walked away. Even when we do those things, right, does not negate the pain and emotion that we feel. Because that pain and emotion is real, especially if you cared about that person. From myself, when it came to... In my own personal experience, the person who betrayed me, I kind of, I see her now as a Rishka gal. I see her as a woman who, an older woman who is stuck in the underworld. And because of her own life experiences, her life experience has taught her that she must navigate the world in a particular way. Even if that means hurting others, that is not uh, a method that I necessarily agree with. And even with my saying that, right, this, this is me saying this today in July. Now, if you'd have caught me back in January, I had some different words. <laughs> okay. It was a lot. It was, a, it was some, some spicy, very spicy, spicy words. Right. But again, as I'm, you move through the transformation. So then in looking at her, right, I had to, again, engage in some own, my own personal reflection and thinking about one, how do you ensure that when you are at an older age, that when younger women come to you who need guidance, right? Or who you hold an expertise in a certain area and, and they have, um, they're paying you for coaching. How do you make sure that you are occupying a space of wisdom, uh, a space of, of knowingness that you can see this young woman and the potential that she possesses and serve as a guide to help activate that instead of seeing her as your competition. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I end up, that's what I ran into. And so I, I, I found it's so much, y'all have like so many journals that I have kept during this time, so much that came forth came forth and not in, in that when I moved past the, the situation, the most of my time has been spent on me because of that experience with that particular woman and the betrayal. I had to take a step back from sacred beauty and wellness because I love what I do. And I know that I am successful in what I do because I'm in the right mental space. It's something that I will never do. And I am, I have made a, a commitment to myself is that I will never use my platform 
as a tool to, um, to trauma bond. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's called, I'm in therapy or where I'm going to work on my own spiritual practices and, and my, me and my spiritual team and I will get through it. But I never wanted to use my platform in that way. I never want to use my platform in a way where I'm going to weaponize it to now um, destroy someone else or to be passive aggressive. That is not the intention of sacred beauty and wellness because it's wellness, right? So I, as the leader of this, had to step away and engage in some healing. So in doing that, because this wound came from the feminine, my whole business is about the feminine, right? So I had a lot of interesting thoughts. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm being, I'm being honest with you as much as I can, because although I am the person who um, was the recipient of someone else's negative actions, I, I still want to use a high level of discretion. I'm just going to say that. While I may have been the recipient of that person's actions, I, I had to really think about like, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this, right? Like, what if this is just not my path? You know, what if I'm being honest, like I'm, I'm because during this period, like I had my relationship with women changed. My perception of women changed. Uh, my sister, my younger sister, she, uh, she laughs at me because she, she knows I'm a feminist. <laughs> and I am that person that if a woman is, is, is in a situation, call me because I'll find a way <laughs> to advocate and explain why you're doing what you're doing, right? And, that, and that's a good thing, right? But I, I've also had to learn that everything must be recalibrated and brought to a balance. And if I'm being honest with you, I think that prior to this experience, I approached the feminine from a very compassionate space, like the goddess Tara, which is so ironic because anyway, that's from my personal knowledge, but very much from this compassionate, this compassionate space, the space of love, the space of generosity, the space of it's enough for all of us. And I have to, I have to take responsibility that and then and by having that perspective, I was behaving as a maiden. Now, if you would like for me to discuss this in another podcast, please let me know. Typically in esoteric development, women go through these stages of maiden, mother, and the crone. And the maiden is new to this. And I'm not new to the feminine, but the, the hallmark of the maiden is innocence. She's naive. She, she believes the best in everyone. <laughs> and for those who know me, I tend to take that stance with most people in my life. Like I, if I encounter you, I am going to see how, oh my God, you should be this. Like I can, I, that is the gift that the goddess has given me. That is also a gift that I have had to learn how to bring that back in because <laughs> what I am ignoring is I'm ignoring the shadow that exists in that person. I, I, I'm, I'm overlooking it, right? And what's so interesting is that, and my best friend, he can attest to this, is that 
<laughs> I spent a lot of time, <laughs> probably too much, examining the shadow within myself and seeing these shadow tendencies that I have that I am either integrating or I am totally extinguishing, right? But when I engage with other people, I don't do that. I tend to see more of the positive. And even when they may do something that's hurtful towards me, I tend to be forgiving unless you cross a certain, cross a boundary. And after that, I'm like, no, it's done. I've had to learn how to bring that in. Yeah. And I've had to learn that if I'm going to operate as a business and as a woman who wants to be known as a uh, professional in this area and as an expert, then I'm going to have to step out of my maiden, right? <laughs> I'm going to have to go over there and step into more of my, if I go back to the, the four feminine energies, I need to go back into my queen and, and, and look at this from a, not only from a business perspective, but from an objective perspective. So that was an error that I made. An error that I also made during this situation and how I believe I played a part in it, right, was I had to call back my projections. I remember when I first met this, this woman, she reminded me so much of um, the women in my mother's, on my mother's side of our family, my maternal uh, ancestors. And it's so interesting because my younger sister and I have had similar experiences. And I don't know if you have had this experience, please share, especially after you, your mother transitions, like that is such a major void that you are now responsible for filling because that was another lesson I've had to learn during this period is that now I am my mother. I am my mother. I am my father. Like my father is still alive, but I consider myself now my own father. I am my mother. I have to, I have to call that back in. Otherwise, if I don't, I will find myself projecting that energy onto others, other women, uh, women who can sense that, right. They can sense that wound and that's all they need. <laughs> I just need a little entry, babe. Okay. And I'm going to come in and, um, do whatever I need. So that was something that I realized is that I had to call back my projections in that area. Um, I had to also realize that if I were honest with myself, right. Cause we're going to be honest. <laughs> my encounter with this particular person she wasn't the first woman in my life who I was having this encounter with. As I moved through these past months, I started to take a look. I had to take a step back and just look at experiences that I had with other women in my life. And it was so interesting because while all this is going on, there was a, uh, a person who I considered to be a friend. I set a boundary with that person and I, I disconnected. I just felt like we were both moving in two different directions and that is fine. <laughs> and so I noticed, well, that's not for me to state here. In any case, I hadn't talked to this person in almost two years. And then, you know, out of nowhere, they called me and I, I'm very ca cautious in talking to them and listening. 
I did more listening than talking. And my spirit was like, mm, this person wants something. But my spirit also made me sh- made sure that I was very careful in what I said because I did not want this person in any way to 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 think that I had I was judging them or anything. I I was just I was a listening ear. And I'm going to tell you what a listening ear got me. <laughs> a listening ear got me four voice memos of someone who repeatedly kept sending me voice memos. And um, I think most of the shot, most of the comments that she really wanted to say to me, probably during those two years, she put it all in that voice memo. And I was like, wow, okay, well, <laughs> that's that. But it was a reminder that I'm like, See, you, you, uh, drew a line with that person for a reason and something that I have to adhere to now, especially if I'm going to occupy the space that I'm in is that is, is very much as the wise elder Maya Angelou stated, when someone shows you who you are, shows you who they are, you must believe them. And I, I know that now. And even when that person is in a position of pain, I have to look the other way. And that is something I am practicing. What I started to realize in that the Rishka gal that was in my life, the, the woman who uh, brought me to the underworld, right? And very much like Inanna, I, I went through that same process, being stripped of these different elements because I want you to feel the pain that I have felt, right? So when I did my own self exploration, what I found for myself was that at the root of this and what the feminine wanted me to really draw out of this, right? Was how I would, would invite Erishpagal, the friend, the previous friend, the um, former friend that I just mentioned, and two other women in my life, what invited those energies into my life was guilt. There was this part of me that, and I can see how this, this is, this is rooted in my upbringing, right? I was taught that, you know, if, uh, <laughs> my, my brother made this comment about me. He says, you know, that's Mika. If Mika learns something, she's going to come back and teach everyone. And he's right. If I have something, I'm going to if you are a part of the group of individuals who I love and I am loyal to, what is mine is yours. I will I will openly share no intentions behind it. I have had to learn not to do that (laughs) because there was also with that in what I learned in um, during my childhood that I'm having to now remove this this disbelief is that because I have something I have to now share with those who do not have it right so that was a part of me that that struggled with guilt and this this is something that's been like I could see through different experiences in my life that where this guilt emerged I think about when I left for college and um and I would have conversations with my family from home and, and certain uh, events would be happening and I would feel guilty because I was because they were suffering and I wasn't. That's something I'm going to state it because it's not it's not an issue anymore. But you, you could get me on that. Like if I if I love you <laughs> and I see you suffering, I I feel it viscerally. 
And I have had to learn through this experience to, even in that aspect, to draw that back in and to draw some boundaries. Because a shadow aspect that I had to recognize within myself, right, is looking at my shadow creatress. See, the creatress has, that's where this this giving nature comes from, right? The, The desire to want to help others, to be compassionate. But I had to see how the shadow aspect of that is that where is this giving coming from, right? This generosity that you are exhibiting. And for me, for myself, when I went there and unpacked it, what I found was that your giving is coming from a place of guilt. You feel guilty that you have something or kind of going back to, I think, back to religious programming, um, that if you meet, if someone needs help, if you don't help them, help them, right, then something will put some external force, unknown force that you've never seen will punish you. Right. And, and, and although I'm not even, um, I no longer ascribe to that. I no longer practice it. However, I was conditioned <laughs> under those beliefs for over 20 years of my life. So that is something I'm like, it's 10, 12 years later and I'm still uprooting um, just these beliefs that I'm like, no, that's not true, Shamika. And you cannot, you cannot continue to, to move through life believing that. Okay. So I had to see my shadow aspect of giving how it was rooted in guilt. And then when I moved into guilt, it was like, because some part of me, the whole right and wrong. Right. And when I went there and started to unpack that, right, I started to see how my, and I noted this in the previous podcast, you know, I mentioned that my spiritual journey began in 2012, but even though like I went through my spiritual journey, um, I never like publicly came out and was like, oh, I'm a part of this group or I'm a part of that, right? Uh, I would, you know, talk about certain aspects, but I never made a public proclamation because I didn't need to, <laughs> right? I'm not, listen, I am not here to evangelize the lost at any cost because I don't think you're lost. <laughs> that's not, that's not when you move into your own spiritual path and it's your spiritual path, you are not interested in imposing your beliefs around morality or the divine on others. Just noting that, right? So But I knew that my family, right, and the people who I loved, people who I hold dear to me, and I have to and I have to admit what they thought about me. That was very important to me. Right. So a part of me was also in this this space of, well, I want to show up in this way because um, I don't want them to think that I'm a bad person because I um, I don't believe, I don't adhere to the religious traditions that they do. I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm being forthright about why I'm like, this is why I'm doing this, this crap. Like this, this is what is at the root of it. Right. <sighs> and so, although I know that what I believe and what I practice is, 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 is not right or wrong, it's past that place of duality, it still did not negate, right? How my relationships in my life and those uh, connections, what they meant to me, 
right? So then I had to be honest with myself, right? And I could see how I was shape-shifting in, in a bit because um, I'm not fully standing in what I believe because I don't want to be offensive to others, but then others can be offensive towards me. And I'm, I, 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 I had this exchange with a family member uh, when I came back from Haiti and that was, wow, <laughs> that was spectacular. And I hope you catch the sarcasm. And, um, like that, it's something that I, I, I've realized about myself. I don't, while I am direct, I really don't like conflict, especially with people who I love. So what, in true cancer form, baby, we just going to sidestep it. You know what I'm saying? So I would just move around it. I would just say to myself, okay, you know what? When it comes to that topic, don't address that with that person, <laughs> you know? But what I was denying myself was the boundary that needed to be drawn with that particular um, person. And I noticed that these issues that I was having were with older women. I needed to draw boundaries with them in that, listen, while you believe what you believe and that is fine, don't little girl me, okay? <laughs> but because I was once again adhering to cultural customs and that she's older than me, I need to be respectful. But she feels, she doesn't feel uh, that it's inappropriate for her to disrespect me, but yet I am supposed to still adhere to disbelief, you know, that I should respect an elder. So I, I had to unpack all of that. <laughs> I, I've had to unpack a lot. And some a lot of that shit, I just threw it away. I was like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so in seeing that, um, I also saw like for myself, this um, another aspect of my shadow is the compassionate discernment in that because I spent so much time as I stated earlier like delving into my own shadow that I ignored the shadows in others and then I I just kind of I don't know I, I created a inappropriate balance in my life where sometimes I would elevate others above myself I I, I and I'm gonna still adhere to this because I need to <laughs> um I have learned to keep it I try to be I, I'm strong and I am confident in what I know. I have seen the value of humility, though, because humility for me, it keeps me grounded. Right. It keeps me in the world. But then I can also see that because of my humility, I sent a message to certain people who had egos and egos with ulterior motives. Right. That because I'm willing to um, ease my ego and remove it, they sometimes took that as an invitation to dominate, <laughs> right? And so these are, these are just like, again, me, this is what I'm unpacking for myself and I'm noticing like that. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to work on. And this is, this is the lesson here. All of that came out through that betrayal. And if you notice, I have spent the past 20 minutes or 30 minutes at least 25, I'm not focused on what this other person did to me. I am looking at me <laughs> and what I need to transform and what had to be transformed. Again, going back to transformation and the feminine, because see, 
for this next stage that I'm entering and entering into, I can't bring that with me. Right. And so like, and, and, you know, think about this. There are certain experiences. You just have to move through those experiences. The wisdom that I have now, the knowledge that I have now, the coping skills, new coping skills I've had to learn and develop, which are healthier coping skills. I had to move through this experience to gain that. I can be honest in saying that. I would not have gained this through a book. <laughs> I would not have gained this through watching someone else or listening to an audio. No, I had to experience it and move through it for myself as well as come through all of this in just growing again in my own inner truth and inner wisdom. That was the beauty of it. So, <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what transformation provides when you're at the end, when you're getting ready to cross that finish line is you can pause for a moment and you get to see what you've come through, but you're a different person. And I know I'm just a lot about me has changed in these past six months. Um Matters that I thought were important are just, they don't hold the same importance to me. Um, my priorities with different individuals in my life have shifted. Um, I'm shifting. And even with the individuals who are shifting in my life, again, I wish them well. And it's, and it's never from a space of I'm right, you're wrong. It's just I'm transformed. And that's something that happens. When we move through a transformation is that if you truly move through it, you're not going to be the same person that you were, that you were prior to the transformation. That can be scary, right? (laughs) It makes me think about, I'm going to say this, I might be wrong, but I'm going to say it. I find this phenomenal when I would, in my, on the outside looking in, listening to couples who are married and in the, the dismay, a partner would express in the marriage when their partner changed. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no one's, if you're the same person that you were when you were 18, I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. That's weird to me. <laughs> and, it may be, and I'm using weird very lightly, but through, through life experiences, we all change. I, I would, I was, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about that with the, with in the, in the context of marriage is that you, I guess maybe the goal is that you change together. You are transforming together. Right. And I, I think that's beautiful. And I think that can happen when you have two whole individuals, right. That are present in that union, because now you're honoring that other person because you're you know that they're a separate individual from you, <laughs> right? Um, but I think about that and how we are all changing. And that can be discomforting to the people in your life when you, when we, when you move through these changes and you are no longer tolerating certain behaviors. Um, you're no longer adhering to certain ideas. It can be very challenging. So that's enough about me. <laughs> so I'm going to, in this next segment, talk a little, um, I'm going to give some, some, some insights, some tools that I gathered in moving through this transformation and 
the opportunities. What are the opportunities that are present when you're in the underworld? Because there are many of them. And we'll pick up on that in the next segment. Okay, beautiful souls. So um, the segment on opportunities that are brought forth from transformations, I am going to make that another episode because this podcast is going to be too long. So I'm going to bring the podcast to a close. (laughs) And remember in this podcast, the general overview was talking about the experiences um, with the Inanna myth, mythology, and reviewing those questions. But the majority of it was bringing it back to you. As you move through the transformation, I use myself as an example. What are you seeing about yourself, right? And what is coming forth? And I want to review again those three aspects of the feminine. You have the aspects of the divine feminine, which are your typical feminine qualities of receptivity, uh, softness, um, openness, creativity. Then we have the aspects of the feminine that are the dark feminine and dark means not negative. Dark means they were pushed and removed from us and pushed into the shadow. Dark means the, um, the qualities of being assertive, uh, um, acting with agency, right? (laughs) Uh, possessing the ability to, to think, um, dark also means acting in your best interest. Those are quality, uh, anger (laughs) because again, you know, um, those are qualities that were moved into the darkness for women. So when we move to transformation, we get to also see maybe the talents and the skills the natural abilities that we possess that have been dormant and, la- and lying in the dark. And then the third part of the feminine that I mentioned in the previous podcast was about the shadow. And the shadow are those aspects of ourselves that um, we, uh, we attempt to separate from. Whereas the goddess wants you to take what's divine, take what is in the dark, take what's the shadow, bring it all in and embrace it. No need to feel any shame about it. Embrace it and sit with it. And as I stated in in the previous segment with myself, I'm focused on me because I cannot control the other person. But the person who I am most responsible for is myself. So that's where we're going to leave this second part of transformation and rebirth and the opportunities for transformation next episode. Have a great day.